Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So stay with us as right now we present. I have a wonderful opportunity today to talk to somebody who is, and if you look at her, she's a very happy young lady. Uh, and she's full of life, full of love. Um, she is a transformational life coach, and she lives in Canada, which is a, a, I, I would love to go there, but they won't let me in, sadly. Um, but uh, she's, she's a great young lady. Her name is Emma, uh, Emma Hull, and she's a certified life coach. And uh, if you want to go to lifeuntethered.com, you can find out all about her and the work that she does. And so, Emma, welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? Well, thank you. You know, being called happy and young, I love it. <laughs> I feel great. <laughs> well, and I also just want to say that we we um, we had another show scheduled prior to this, and you had to cancel because you had the opportunity to go to England, merry old England, which is where you're from originally, I assume, yeah. and and get to spend three weeks with your mom, um, in a, in a very profound way, and we and I'll leave that totally up to you if you'd like to talk about that or not. Um, but I want to uh, extend my uh, heartfelt sympathy for you, um, even though I know that she is, and we talked about it right before we got on the air. She's listening to this and is extremely proud of you. Yeah, thank you. You know, I am so grateful that through creating my business, I've created a life where I was literally able to drop everything, book a flight, go and be with her for three and a half weeks, reschedule my clients, cancel conversations with people like yourself, but and be able to fully focus and be present and be there with my mom in her last few weeks. And that really helped me with my grieving process when she did pass and to, to be able to, to transition, you know, in, into the next phase of my life with mom being more virtual than she has been. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting grief, um, but we each get to process it in in our own way. And, and as you say, I know she's she's always there, and as is my dad, and so many other people I love. So hi everyone from the other side and this side. <laughs> you know, it, it is interesting because um, in my own in my own life, I, my brother passed um, two and a half years ago. My mom passed. Uh, almost two years ago and you know people say well are you doing okay or do you feel a lot of grief and it's like well you know my mother was 90 years old she lived a full life my brother had stage four lung cancer and was in horrible pain and so they have gone on I know where they are I and I don't think I know where they are. I know where they are and they're, and they're happy and they're living They're They're full of love and full of life. And, and it's, it's hard for me. And yes, do I miss being able to pick up the phone and talk to my mom? Yes. But now I don't have to use the phone. I can just talk to her. 
And uh, I know that she's available for me at any time and is listening at any time, as is my father and my grandmother and all the, you know, as as I get older, the more and more people are, are gone than are here. Uh, and so, you know, I, so I really appreciate all of that. And so, you know, grief for me is a little bit different. How does it, how does it present itself for you? Yeah, isn't this cool? Like, this wasn't what we planned to talk about, but I'm totally down for talking about this. And um, it's been something that, that I have gotten to learn more about in the last six years or so. Um, and as with most things, the more you do it, the better you get at it. Yeah. And for me, this this last experience with my mom has really been transformative because I got to talk to her while she was still coherent and we knew that she was dying imminently. So it wasn't a hypothetical conversation. It was a real conversation about, you know, what do you want me to do when you pass like the practical things but also the emotional things and talking about all the memories that we have together and so honestly right now i would say grief for me is a pretty beautiful thing i've allowed myself to create space to feel it i've been working with my own coach on letting myself be whatever emotional state I am, rather than feeling like I have to put on a face to do whatever. It's like, let, let whatever emotion comes up be there. Um, but yeah, I feel like this time I'm navigating it really gracefully. And I am so grateful for that. It is in, in, in the work that I've done in the years that I've been doing this, because I've done like 2000 interviews grief is one of those it's one of those issues that some people never get over um they, they've been in grief for 20 years to of parents that passed away and uh, my experience is is that that's not how they want us to be they want to sure they're gonna they're gonna miss us uh because we can't touch them anymore but they're still there and they're still around us and they're still imminently uh, involved in our life. And they want us to live our lives to the best possible way that we can live them. And so that we can enjoy every moment that we're here because uh, Emma, I don't know if you know this or not. This may be um, a little shocking, but we're all going to die. I didn't know if you know that. Um, but the reality is, is that while we're here, we need to live, and that's why you and aren't you aren't you pleased with the way I brought this back around? Because you, as a transitional coach, are able to help people live their lives to a fuller extent than they could have otherwise done it, because that's why we're all here. Does that make sense? Look at you! Aren't you a pro? There, I love it absolutely. <laughs> and even though that's what I sell and I 100% believe in, sometimes you need reminding of your own beliefs. And there was definitely a time, I, one day I was walking on the beach near, near my mom's place and I thought, you know what? I am gonna commit to living my life as fully as I can to appreciating, to starting to do the things that are on my bucket list instead of waiting, like, 
And so, yeah, absolutely. These times of grief can highlight for you the the value of, of your life right now and to appreciate it because none of us knows when our time is up. And so make the most of it right now. Yeah. Well, and um, to highlight that, my mother went to um, last a year ago, July. She went to uh, dinner on Wednesday. She played bridge on Thursday. She was supposed to go to a party on Friday. She, she didn't go. So they they went to her house on Saturday, and she had passed on Friday, and so she was active. And it was so when my when somebody called us to tell us that um, I think it was the King County Police to say that they found my mother and she had passed. It was a total shock to us because she had lived every day of her life like it was her last, and she continued to enjoy it. And my point there is is that not only should we be thankful for the people that we have in our lives because we don't know how long they're going to be there, but we also should be thankful for our own lives and live them to our fullest because we don't know when that day is going to come. And in her case, it was like, surprise, guess what? And uh, um, for us, it can happen that way. Yeah. What a way to go. Hey, to no, not, suffering presumably she just went to bed as normal and just it didn't was, wake up you know it was interesting because she was a fervent bible reader and when we went to her house she was lying in bed and the bible was open to a passage next to her and she when she passed so she had been reading the bible when she passed and so it was in, in her world, that was the perfect way, the perfect way to, for her to end her life. If, and she was 90. I mean, for heaven's sakes, that's longer than I'm going to be around. But, uh, you know, so, so we, if we look at it from, if we change the perspective of it being a negative thing to being, well, it's going to happen to all of us. Let's make it the best that we can be, the best we can do and be before we get there. And a lot of times you have a coach. And a lot of times it takes somebody to have a coach to help them get through some of these things. And I know that you, you do that kind of work. Yeah. I mean, the power of talking through your emotions. In fact, this morning I had the honor of, of coaching one of my clients whose dog is nearing the end of his time here. And so I was able to, you know, really coach her through navigating grief because I'm there myself. But, you know, what she really took away was that her creating that time to talk because she and her husband, they've had little conversations. But once you get like things start getting difficult, we have a tendency as humans towards shying away from that, changing the subject, going and doing something else. When you work with, with a coach, then it's a safe space that you get to go there and have those conversations and explore those feelings that maybe you don't really want to say out loud because you're worried someone's going to judge you. And instead, you get to get that thought out. And that takes such a burden off of you emotionally to just be held and heard. You know, and by the way, if you go to her website, again, I'm referencing again because I'm going to read from it, lifeuntethered.com. Uh, 
correct? Yes, that's it. Yes. And you say on the front page, you deserve, and I'd like to repeat that, you deserve to create a life you are excited to wake up to every morning or every day. And that that is so that's such a foreign concept to a lot of us. <clears throat> we're not we're not thinking in terms of on, on Sunday night at seven o'clock and you gotta go to work Monday morning and you start thinking, oh crap, I gotta go to work tomorrow. I don't want to go to work tomorrow. I hate that place or whatever. Um rather than you you gotta flip the uh flip the terminology flip the emotions around to be excited about the opportunity that because you don't know what opportunities tomorrow is going to present until you get to until it becomes today and then you get to figure out what's going to happen for you today and then you get to decide how you want that to be is that is that fair absolutely and you know i was in that place with having that and mine didn't start at sunday night it started on sunday morning you get to choose. And some of you may be thinking, yeah, it's not that easy, but you do. You get to choose whether you stay stuck in your misery or you change it. And you can change your circumstances. You can change your attitude. You can decide what you're going to do to make it different so that you're not feeling like crap on Sundays, dreading Monday. And there is a possibility for you to change. Like we get caught in this system that so many of us, I mean, you and I have both been caught in that system where you you go to school, you get told that, you know, you get the, the best job that you can, which isn't necessarily the job you actually want. It's the job that the system told you you were most appropriate for. And then you just get on that hamster wheel and hope that you, you know, can have a family. And, you know, that's another thing that we're sold on and isn't necessarily what most people want or what everyone wants. And that basically that you can retire and have some money and some time to have fun before you die. And I'm just really all about like long before my mom passed saying BS to that. No, live life today. That whole concept of living life like you won the lottery, you know, do do the things, have fun, because you're not here on this planet right now to be miserable in the hopes of having a couple of years of happiness. That is not what this is about. That's not, that's, that's not fun. Change it. Well, you know, and by the time you get to, by the time you get to, I, I'm not sure what the retirement age is, is in Canada, but here for somebody my age, it's 66, uh, 66 years, seven months. And, and so by the time you get to be 66, you don't quite as feel as good as you did when you were 40 and, and stuff. So if you wait until you can financially and, or you can retire and, and, and to, to do the things in your life and to follow your passion, then you're wasting your time. You're wasting your life. At least that's, that's my humble. Opinion. I also believe that the uniform, the universe will uniformly get behind your passion and help you along in exciting ways to make it happen. If that's your destiny, do you agree with that? 
Absolutely. And in fact, I was just having a conversation. Amazing. A client about this because they're having a bit of a, they're a nervous wreck at the moment, stressed out because they are flying tomorrow across to the other side of Canada to go look at a property. They put an offer in on a property in Quebec City where they speak French and he's flying out there to, to go and view this property. And, you know, I said, instead, stop a minute here and delight in the fact that you are brave enough to buy a property in a foreign language. You have the financial and time resources to be able to drop everything and get on a plane tomorrow. You have a car that you can drive to the airport and do this. Like celebrate all those things. Don't be stressed out by them because universe, when she sees you delighting and universe is a she, it's a fact. <laughs> um, when she sees you delighting in the magic and miracles of your life, she will reward you by giving you more of the things. Universe loves to see people enjoying life. And so the more you look for and delight in what otherwise you might have seen as challenges, the more of what you're looking for will come to you. Isn't it true that that's why she believes that we are here is to live our lives as she would want us to live them? Yeah, right. And what that means for each and every one of us, like you, me, all the listeners, that's different. And so don't try to model your life on someone else's. Be uniquely you. Do your thing, whatever that is, like find your passion and chase after it. Do what fills your cup and makes you happy because that shows, I mean, we talked, we talked for so long when we talked before we did the show, you know, if you're, if you are doing something because you genuinely love it, it comes across so differently. Than if you're doing something because or because someone else loves it. You know, and I'll tell you, Emma, that's one of the reasons why I don't try. And I believe, and I've been told this, that I have the talent to go get a job working for somebody in the broadcast industry. I won't do that because I don't want somebody to tell me how I'm supposed to do my job or do this because I allow it to flow from, from the universe and from spirit from the other side. And so I don't want it to be tainted that way. And, uh, and it's just like, it's just like you, you left the corporate environment because that didn't serve you and it wasn't what you really wanted to do for yourself. Yeah. And not everyone is going to, follow the route of working for themselves. It's definitely not for everyone. It, like everything, it has pros and cons. It does. But if you are in, in a job, like find what you love in it. Maybe, you know, you don't necessarily have to change your job. Maybe within that same job, and I, I used to do this actually as much as I could 
in my corporate work with my team, figure out like what what are your talents? What really lights you up? And talk to your boss about that and see if there's a way you can do a little bit more of that stuff that really excites you. And maybe that means you take a little bit of someone else's job and they take a little bit of yours and you're each taking the bit that the other person doesn't like and you do like and you get to bring that little bit more sparkle to your day. Like find little ways that you can do things and start incrementally building. Because as we talked about then, the more you're in that delight and that magic and miracles, then, then it will incrementally build. And so, yeah, just think, you know, what what would you like to do differently today? Well, exactly. And that really is brilliant because the way it works is when you are excited, genuinely excited and passionate about what you're doing, you can't help but do a better job of it. And so the better job you do with it, then the better, the more rewarding it becomes for you as well as the people that you're, that are, you're working for. So if you can, if you can fill yourself with the job, the parts of the job that you love, and then talk to some other people who love something else, you may not like numbers, but you like speaking or you may, or whatever it is, then you can, you can really create and, and your employer will appreciate it because most of the time, because because you're passionate about what you're doing and so you're doing such a you're doing a great job at being passionate about it people don't do great jobs when they hate what they're doing exactly and employers that are listening take note like how can you be the best employer possible right how can yes. you work with your teams to to create that environment where they are actually genuinely excited to come to work wouldn't that how, be incredible? How, yeah, how incredible would that be if you had people saying, you know, I really um, I really enjoy doing what I'm doing and I, I love going to work. I've got an assistant that I work with and she is she's dynamic and she loves doing what we have her doing. And so she really I have to I have to stop her from working more than she's allowed to work uh, because she wants to do more uh, because she enjoys it so much. And that's fulfilling as an employer for me. That's very fulfilling because I'm glad I can make her happy. And because it spills over because I guarantee you she goes home and her energy is vibrating at that high frequency. She walks down the street, she goes into the grocery store and it's with energy and light. And that gets passed on then to other people that she interacts with. And it creates this snowball effect of positive energy going out into the world. I couldn't agree more. And, and when you're happy in your life, it affects your marriage, it affects your kids' lives, it affects your family and everything. So, so it really, that you're, you're also not just, you're not being selfish by being happy. You're being, you're, affecting everybody around you in a positive way. And, and then everybody's happier. Yeah. And, you know, that makes me think about something else I, I coach a lot on is people pleasing and variations of people putting other people first. And I like to remind everyone that you need to put you first. It is not selfish to take care of you. 
Because when you look after yourself and your energy and you are happy and fulfilled, then you're better able to give, whether that's in your job or emotionally, in relationships, or just in your day-to-day -day of not getting frustrated when people cut you off in traffic. You are in a happy, good place, caring for yourself. You are a more valuable resource to everyone. So don't kid yourself that you come last. You've got to take care of everyone else first. Believe me, when you t genuinely take care of you, then it will take so much less effort to take care of everyone else. You know, somebody told me one time, um, said, you know, do you ever go fly in an airplane? And, you know, the stewardesses get up front and they and they tell you, you know, about your infl inflatable devices and stuff. And they bring out the mask. And uh, one of them, when I was flying one time and the and the stewardess got up and said, um, and here's the mask. Make sure if the mask drops, put it on yourself first before you put it on a child or someone who's acting like a child. And the reason that you do that is so that you are still able to breathe so that you can help them because you're no, no good to anybody if you if you aren't breathing and you pass out so that would so take care of yourself and then you then you have the emotional and physical and mental abilities to take care of those around you and but how hard is it to teach somebody that gosh well i think about how hard it was to teach myself that <laughs> takes a while doesn't it it does it takes a while it takes practice for me i was unraveling 40 years of programming um so yeah it, it took time and it took conscious effort and noticing the results but it is definitely possible for everyone like i i see it with with my clients and that when you actually start consciously doing it and consciously tracking the difference and the results, that will help then to convince you that it is worthwhile doing, that it is actually working. And don't start out by saying, you know, I'm going to work, you know, change my life completely and spend eight hours a day in silent meditation. You want to start out incrementally, do something that feels realistic. So maybe that's that you set your alarm and get up 15 minutes earlier so you can have a quiet cup of tea before all the chaos of the family getting ready starts. Maybe instead of coming straight home from work, you stop at the park and you go for a walk for five minutes and hug a tree, which is one of my favorite activities. But just finding little things that work for you and then noticing each day the difference that that makes. You know, it's interesting that you say, um, go hug a tree because if you've never done that, if you've never gone into the woods and, and go and you actually be still, be quiet, put your hands on the tree, you will feel the vibration of life that is emanating from that tree. And it, that tells us that everything is alive. Everything is, is living and that, and that we are. And that we should we should honor the the tree, and we should honor the fact of who we are, and not poo poo it, and uh, and to and to believe it, and so to take care of ourselves, 
And I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that up. That, that, that really is cool. Nature is so healing. And, you know, wherever you are, I'm fortunate here. I've got trees outside. I live in the mountains. But even if you live in the most dense city, you can connect with nature. Whether, you know, it's it's going, finding a little bit of grass to sit on, a tree to hug, just looking up at the sky. Nature is all around you. And even through like the foundation of our buildings, we can still connect through the foundation of the buildings into the core of the earth. And I'm a yoga teacher as well, so getting in bit into all of that. But Mama Gaia, Mother Earth, she has this infinite capacity to heal. And whatever is going on for you personally, you can release it to her and she can take that from you and process it and release it. So whether you you go hug that tree and tell that tree everything that's going on or you just lie there looking up at the sky and wish it out in your head, or maybe go barefoot on the grass and feel whatever you want to get rid of going out through your feet. Trust that Mama Gaia, Mother Earth is there for you and she has the ability to heal all kinds of stuff that's going on for you emotionally. You just said one of my favorite words in the entire English language, and that is trust. Hmm. How do you help people learn to trust? Ooh, trusting yourself and tapping back into your intuition, which is another thing that we've been taught to not listen to, to ignore your gut and do whatever is the practical, sensible thing. So I, oh, I teach my clients, first of all, to just stop and think about like what does a yes and a no feel like in your body? And you can practice that by actually asking yourself complete no-brainer questions. So maybe it's like decaf or caffeinated coffee. <laughs> I'm in camp decaf, which I recognize as a minority. But you know, you can tell right away, like how did that feel? Like the idea of having a decaf if you're a caffeine person, how did that feel? Where did you feel it in your body? Was it like, did your stomach tighten? Maybe your throat got tight? And then think about something that's a yes. Like, would you like an ice cream right now? Yeah, absolutely. And maybe you felt a light expansiveness in your chest. So practicing asking yourself no-brainer questions and then noticing what that actually feels like in your body. And then when you're posed with situations throughout the day, pausing and doing that check-in and noticing what is your intuition telling you. And your intuition always has your back. You can trust your intuition. You can choose to take your advice or not and see how it plays out. But know that whatever advice your intuition is giving you is solid and it is in your best interest. So just practice doing it with, with little things. And again, track it, keep a journal so that you can look back, say you commit to doing this for a month of when someone invites me to participate 
in an activity, I'm going to check with my intuition, for example, and track it for the month and see what happens and notice the difference. And that way you start to, again, we're always working incrementally, but you start to trust yourself and see that things work out. One of the things you teach is how to be a confident leader. And there are lots of, lots of, it's been my experience and now I'm not, you know, total as far as my experience goes. Uh, but my experience is that a lot of times leaders are brought from, like if you've got a great salesman and he becomes a manager because he was a great salesman, it's a different mindset. And, and a lot of times these, these folks that get thrown into these jobs, they don't have the confidence because they, they're not sure about what they should do. How do you help someone become a confident leader? Mm -hmm. That's such a great example because you're right. Often people are promoted out of a job that they excelled at into something that then they're somehow magically expected to yes. bring that to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just doesn't work that way most of the time. Get a mentor. Get a mentor is huge. And that might be, you know, reaching out to, to someone who you actually pay to be a mentor, or maybe it's listening to podcasts of someone that you admire. Or it could be drop someone an email and say, hey, I really admire you. Would you help me? I know for myself, I mean, flattery is awesome. I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. Of course I'll help you. <laughs> get your get yourself a mentor so you have some inspiration and ideas. And then also you need to, let me see what's coming through for me here, really is the strongest message. You need to have a clear goal, a clear picture, a clear vision of what you're doing and why. And that might be different depending on if you wanted this promotion, for example, or not. But regardless, you're in this situation, you've accepted a situation as a leader. Now, really spend some time getting clear on what does you as a successful leader look like? You know, what, what do you want to be known for? What do you want your team to say about you when you're not in the room? What do you want your colleagues to say about you? What do you want your legacy for this particular role to be? And think about all of those things and have that really clear goal. And maybe from that craft a mission statement for yourself so that it's in one sentence that you can write down and remind yourself of why you're getting up each day and doing this. And then from that place, and you know, I, I teach this over a period of time, so this is a lot to take in right now, people, but here's just the high level of it. From that place of that goal, you shift your mindset to imagining yourself, whatever it is, 10 years from now, being successful in that position where you've achieved your goals. And then you step back to that role energetically when you're making your decisions. So you start acting like that future version of yourself here and now today. You make decisions 
as if you are that person who is successful, who's transformed this organization from a toxic workplace to an employer of choice, whatever your goal is. Making those decisions, doing everything you do, having conversations with people as that future successful version of yourself and making sure that everything that you do is in alignment with that mission of your where you're going and what you're doing. And that's the kind of the bones of it. There's a lot of nuance and it does take time and, and practice, but it can be done by anyone. You know, if you want to be a good leader, you should have been taking notes during that. Because that was pretty remarkable. So you can go to uh, positivetalkradio.net and review this episode with Emma Hall. Uh, because I, I, I was thinking to myself, going, you know, if somebody's trying to follow what we've been talking about for this this time, they're like, how did they set it up to do all of this? And how do they know? They must have practiced this for a long time. It's like, uh-uh, we're, this is just coming it just came it just came up and you are really talented because i've thrown a bunch and i mean a bunch of stuff at you and you've and you've handled it beautifully you are you are uh, awesome at what you do oh thank you you know it really is a passion and at the age of 40 i quit my career left my second husband and reinvented myself and created this life doing what I love. And so for anyone listening, it is possible. Like you're not too old to reinvent yourself, to change, to find what you love. And that, yeah, it's easy to talk to you because we're talking about things that we're both passionate about. You know, it's, it's interesting. Now you've been working with and coaching people for a while, it seems to me, see, same thing happened to me. I was in my early forties. Is that the kind of time when people start thinking to themselves, you know, is this all there is? There has to be more. Why am I really here? Is that kind of a timeline or does it happen anywhere from their twenties to their seventies? Any, any time, honestly, I have, I have clients in their twenties and I, I admire them so much because I'm like, wow, I wish in my 20s I was thinking there must be more to this. How can I be the best possible version of myself? I, I was true. not having elevated thoughts in my 20s. But then I also have clients who are in their 70s and up who are wanting to redefine themselves in retirement as well. You know, people who, who were defined perhaps by their job or maybe they've lost their spouse and now they're, they're redefining their lives. And I have everything in between, people who are planning to retire, people who are changing careers. There is no right or no wrong time, sorry, to have a spiritual awakening and, and use the word spiritual as however you want to use it. To, to have that aha moment of, hang on a minute, what's going on? There's no wrong time for it. Embrace it, follow that thread, talk to someone, reach out, you know, give me a call or anyone, um, a life coach can, would love to help you navigate and figure out what it is that, that you're meant to do because we are all here on earth for a purpose. 
And not everyone chooses to stop and step back and find that purpose. And those few of us that do, we get to shine this amazing light, live lives that we're excited to wake up to, inspire other people just by our energy walking down the street. And you can choose to be one of those people. And why wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's remarkable. Um, the transformation. Do you find that more, more and more people are becoming, are, are really looking for a spiritual uh, transformation from where they've, and, and, and I use the term spiritual very loosely. Um, it can be just some, something to believe in yourself or to, or to understand other people or do, whatever it is. Do you find that more people are, are moving in that direction? Honestly, yes. And thank you, COVID. Because COVID really gave us all a big wake up and shook us all in many different ways. Like people's lives were transformed. And it really did cause a lot of people to start questioning what they're doing and to choose to, to make a difference. So yeah, absolutely. I do think that, that more is happening. Another time that I really saw a shift was around the first um, Trump run for presidency. And that got a lot of people thinking too about like personal responsibility and the impact that, that we can make. So yeah, there's always universe again in her infinite wisdom keeps giving us as a collective nudges to wake up and each nudge is kind of shown to a different audience and uh, appeals to different people and so she'll keep sending nudges there's going to be something else that's going to come up that will cause a, a shift in the collective and, and a different group of people to start questioning. Or maybe people who have been kind of in the back of their mind thinking, oh, I wonder if there's something more. They will then, that will be the nudge that they need to actually take action. So it'll all happen at the right time for the right people. I firmly agree with you. I think that it will happen and it may be happening now in that, um, the mass shootings that we were having in the United States, we've had over 200 of them in, in the first five months of the year. And we have a hundred thousand people are dying of drug overdose. We've got 12 million kids that are going to bed hungry. And when there's going to become a time when the collective is going to, and all of us are going to say enough, we need to live our lives better and we need to live our lives as the fact that we are all one and we need to work together for the betterment of everybody. And I think that is coming in the work that you're doing with people. And I would like to think a little bit, the work that I'm doing with people is helping drive that momentum. Do you think? Absolutely. The more people who are having conversations about this kind of topic, it's raising that that awareness it's planting a seed it's helping people to even think about the possibility of thinking differently and we need to have more people having conversations and people having like different people having conversations about different versions of the same topic because 
we are all so unique as individuals that one person's story is not going to land at all with this person, but it will land with another person. And so the more we normalize it, the more we talk about it, then the more people are going to realize that it is okay to question your beliefs. It is okay to question your life. It is okay to put you first and to want more. There's nothing wrong with wanting more. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, is when you, when you take care of yourself and you're living your life passionately, it helps everybody else that's around you either will want to do one of two things. They will either match your vibration and they will come along with you. Or if they're not ready and that, that that's when we say, I love you and you let them go. And uh, because as your vibration moves up and you create a different life for yourself, those people that are not prepared for that will go away and that will leave room for other people to join you in, in the quest that you are embarking on. I, I at least that's that I believe that. What do you say? A hundred percent. That's so beautiful. And all too often we get caught up in trying to convince people who just they're not ready they don't want to hear but we campaign and want to get people to to believe us and instead yeah lovingly let those people go and focus on the people that do want to hear what you have to say just say i mean that's the beauty of radio right people can tune in and if they don't like it then keep on tuning to find a station that you do like but knowing that our message is landing with the people it's meant to land with. But I loved what you said as well about realizing that where you need to let go of things that are not serving you or that you are not serving, because otherwise you're letting that lost cause take up energetic space that could be available to people who are ready and who do want to hear your message to talk to you. And, you know, even if I think about people holding on to friendships that no longer serve them, where they've been friends with someone for years and years, and they actually don't look forward to hanging out with that person, but they still do it. Like, let that friendship go. Because then you create like literally a chunk of time in your day where you can spend time with people that do fill you up and who you fill up. So be, be selective with your energy because they're, you're like a pie. There's only so much of you. And exactly. yeah, focus your efforts where it's needed where it's wanted <laughs> oh exactly by the way emma will you come back and can we talk again i would love to yes please because you are lifeuntethered.com is who you should go talk to and you can talk to emma is is that how the best way to reach you absolutely yeah go to my website and then it's got my socials my email my phone number it's all there at lifeuntethered.com 
you are really a remarkable woman and, and, uh, and a great soul and, and you can really help a lot of people. So, uh, I, I encourage somebody to give you a call and, and to talk to, to you if, and take, take a chance or two and, and you'll, you'll, you'll live a happier life. I think, um, I, I tell you, um, even though, even though I had the same epiphany you as you in my early forties, and I went through a period that I call my bad country music song period, where you know all these negative things happened and stuff, it wouldn't change a thing. Looking back on it, it shaped my life, it shaped who I am, and has allowed me to do the work that I do today. And I wouldn't change a thing. That is so true, and and I could not agree more. Um, it's definitely learning from the opportunities that that present themselves and recognizing that yeah everything everything that happens to you creates who you are today and you do have agency in what is going to happen to you tomorrow so choose your thoughts and your actions carefully because you are creating your life Exactly. It's another one of my favorite words, agency. So I, and I love that. So Emma, thank you so much. I, before we go, I want to give you a moment to tell our audience anything that you would like them to know. Mm, yeah. Circling back to our opening topic. Don't wait to have conversations with people you love. Tell people that you love them. If there's something that's bugging you, if there's a skeleton in the closet, ask that question, get it off your chest, clear the air, and talk about death and dying. Because when you do and you know what each of you wants, then you get to understand and honor your journey. Ask your loved ones, where are you going? How are you going to come back to me? How will you talk to me? And when the time comes then for you or your loved ones to pass, it will be so, so much easier because you've already had those conversations. And they're important. And that, that is great advice. That is just great advice. And by the way, when you leave your home this afternoon and you go into the forest and you're going to hug a tree and you're also going to see a hummingbird. Mm, yeah. Could be. Could be. <laughs> Emma, thank you so much for being here. And uh, go to her website again, which is lifeuntethered.com. And, uh, Thank you so much. And, and I've got to have you back. You are just, you're a delightful human being. And so thank you. Oh, likewise, Kevin. Thank you so much. It's really been an honor. So if you wait right there, I'll be right back. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember... Be kind to one another because 
each other's all we got.